Welcome to the Walk With Me podcast. I'm Pastor Stephen Bond from Divine Church in Chapel Hill, Tennessee, and I am so excited that you are walking with me. What that means is we are walking together through God's Word, just about three chapters a day, and uh, you're going to get the most out of this if you read these chapters independently and then listen to the podcast, but they're going to be short, 10 to 15 minutes each day, so that you can listen to at the start or the finish of each day, and I believe that it'll bless you as it's blessed. Me. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. Today's passage comes from Psalm 119, and that is it today. We're, we're not going to try to accomplish more than one psalm today, actually. It's a pretty great challenge to even barely skim the surface, I think of Psalm 119, considering that it is the longest chapter in the Bible, in the longest book of the Bible. So we're in the longest book of the Bible with Psalm, Psalms, collection of Psalms, 150 of them. And then Psalm 119 has 176 verses in it. So this is an incredible Psalm to read. And um, there's a couple of things we want to know before we dive into this Psalm. Number one, this is an acrostic poem. It's a style of poetry. And uh, what what David did, or what, what the psalmist did, we believe to be David, is he took the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet and he started uh, uh, a poem with with every, you know, stanza or every or every you know little block there he would uh start it with that hebrew letter okay so every stanza every little portion is starting with that hebrew letter so now this it doesn't read that way because we don't read it in hebrew but that's what the little uh subjects or the little subtitles are like a leaf and then it jumps on and it says Beth and Gemel and Deleth and Hay. And so what this is, is if we were reading it, and if this, were, if this was originally written in English, it would have said A. And then it would say, awesome are you, God, and great are your works. So and so and so. And then B, you know, blessed are the ones who seek after your work. C. You see you see the pattern. And so that that's the way that it's written. And, and uh it's probably I don't know that I can think of it just a really a more beautiful I know it's the longest chapter, but I also don't know that I can think of a more beautiful chapter in the Bible, especially not poetically, but also it's just a beautiful chapter because it has a constant theme. Um, you remember when you were in school and, you know, or maybe some of, some of, some of us are still in school and you're writing a thesis or a paper or essay report of that, you know, something like that. I just assigned one of these to my son the other day and, uh, I assigned him a two page report on gratitude, you know, cause I felt as though he was struggling with 
with being grateful, you know, and I, I thought, well, I'm going to give him, I'm going to give him an assignment. And, uh, he enjoyed it actually, but it was, he said it was hard. And I think he ran into what we all run into when we're writing a, a report, you know, of some, of some sort, or if, or if we can look back to when we did, you know, imagine you're going to write a, you know, 500 words on, you know, whatever the life cycle, <laughs> you know, there was always a moment where you just felt like you just had to stretch it. You know, you're just like, you're almost like, how many words can I put in here to say something, you know? Uh, and uh, so what I think is interesting about this psalm is it's 176 verses. It incorporates the entire Hebrew alphabet. And the theme of the entire chapter is how amazing and awesome is the word of God. Okay, so that that's it. It's not even just about how awesome is God. It's 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 centered in exclusively on how awesome is His word. Now it uses many different uh, words to describe the word, whether it says statutes. Okay, which or precepts or testimonies. You know, these are just different ways that that we know that we read about in in the word. Commandments, rules, your ways, uh, your uh, wondrous works, you know, and, and it, your promises, your word. You know, and so it, it goes through a, a lot of these different things. And what's interesting is that although we are reading a, you know, transliterated version of it, and we also have added all of our own verse numbers, there still is really not a true sentence in this entire psalm that does not have to do with the word of God. Okay. And, and so it just keeps going back to, I love your statutes. I love your rules. I love your commandments. They teach me, they bless me, they instruct me, they guide me. And so it's just, it's beautiful and it should stir in our heart. You know, I was mentioning the report earlier. I don't feel like David had to stretch for 176 verses how much he loved God's word. I think the love of God's word was overflowing out of him that that he was probably holding back to just speak a little at a time for each Hebrew letter. <laughs> you know, because it they would have it was there was a there was a pattern to this way of po poetry. So only so many lines per stanza and then to the next and only so many lines, and then to the next. I feel like his love of God's word, if anything, I think, you know, you got to think about it. David sat down to write about how much he loves God's words, and he accidentally wrote the longest chapter in the entire Bible. Man, that's somebody that loves God's word. I mean... The, even just the beauty of that. And David wouldn't have had a whole lot of God's word, you know, in, in a written form that he could meditate upon.
you know, we believe, we don't really have any reason to believe that David had much more than the Pentateuch or the Torah, which is the first five books, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. We, we really don't see any reason for why he would have had anything really more than that at his, at his disposal. And yet, he's obsessed. I, I mean, if, if, I think if we would have known David, we would have, we would have said, he's obsessed with the Word of God. You know, and he sits down and he writes about how much he loves the Word of God. And he writes a longer chapter than it had ever even, that would ever even be recorded in the Word of God because he can't contain his love for the Word of God. Isn't that just amazing? And so I want to go through this. I'm 176 verses. You know, how much, how much can I cover? I want to just cover some kind of things that stuck out to me as I read through the whole, as I read through the whole chapter. So it says that blessed are those who, whose way is blameless and walk in the way of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart, who also do no wrong, but walk in his ways. You have commanded your precepts to be kept diligently oh that my ways may be steadfast in keeping your statutes then i shall not be put to shame having my eyes fixed on all your commandments i will praise you with an upright heart when i learn your righteous rules i will keep your statutes do not utterly forsake me beth and then you know, go you know, that, so that was just the first letter. Now he's going into the second letter. But as I went through the whole psalm, there was about I wrote down nine words that stuck out to me from the whole psalm, and it was nine ways of which David was specifically saying uh, he was going to do regarding his relationship to the word. Now I could I could I could have easily found all of the benefits of the word and I'm actually dep- depending on when this gets published and when you're listening and if you go to my church this is I got a feeling I may be preaching this because it just spoke to me reading it this morning. So this may be you may have already heard this sermon by the time this podcast gets out or maybe you'll hear this and then you hear the sermon but I could have went a whole nother way just speaking of all the benefits a compiled list of the benefits that David says, I receive this when I'm in your word. But what was speaking to me today was David's relationship to the word. And there was probably more than this, but these were the nine that just grabbed me. The nine acts of obedience towards the word. So the first one he said is that he said he's, going to learn the word he's going to learn it he felt drawn to learn it to memorize it there's a pretty good chance due to how difficult it was uh how difficult print was okay david didn't roll up to books a million to get his copy of the pentateuch okay someone this is handwritten this this would have maybe even been compiled each one on on scrolls okay and so in those days, they, they cherished the word. 
and they would often learn it. And so when he would go back and dwell upon it, he may have been writing it. He may have been writing his own copy of it from memory. There's a good chance that he could have started at Genesis and began to just tell you in the beginning God created. He, because they, that's what they meant by learning it. They were truly learning it, like knowing it in a way that we don't really have a lot of comparison to because I don't know about you, but I got about 15, I'm maybe, a, I'm maybe going way under with that, maybe, maybe 15 to 30 Bibles in my home. And that may not even be true because just in the room that I'm standing in, I see five. And, I, and, <laughs> and those all just belong to me. And I've got another, I got another five at the church and I got, I got another five probably on my bookshelf. You know, we, we're just, we don't un- even understand the concept of getting our hands on the word and being excited and wanting to learn it so that I could always have it. Because we think, well, no, no, I always have it because I always have, I always possess the bound version of it. No, no, they wanted to get their hands on it and learn it so they could always have it in their heart. Right? Isn't that amazing? That was another one of the words that stuck out to me. It says store. I have stored your word in my heart so that I might not sin against you. They understood I've got to get the word not just in my mind, but I've got to get it in my heart. I've got to dwell upon it deeply so that it gets into my heart, so that it changes my behavior, so that so that it instructs me and leads me away from wrong things. One of the words he used was keep. I've got to keep your word, meaning I can't lose it. I can't disobey it. I've got to walk in your statutes was another word he used, walk, meaning I don't want to just be a hearer of the word, but I want to be a doer of the word. I want the word to cause me to have movement and action. I want to read and be convicted and convinced and then to go out and do things because of it. I want to, One of the things he says was I have to declare your word. I'm going to de- declare your word to kings, he said. Meaning, I don't care who it is, I want to be a person that tells others about your word, whether they're lowly or whether they're filled with pomp or whether they're somewhere in between. I want to tell people about your word because it's the best thing I know. I don't know anything better than this. So I want to tell people about it. Delight. I've got to, he says, I, I delight in the word. I delight in your rules. I delight in it. I cherish it. I value it. It brings me joy. It puts a smile on my face. It says, your words are sweeter than honey on my lips. I get excited about it. He says, I meditate upon your word. I meditate upon your word. That, that means I deeply dwell upon it. It never escapes my mind. You know, he says in there seven times a day, he just praises God for the word. You know, I read that one time and I felt like I just needed to put it into, into literal application. I put seven alarms on my phone. I'm serious, I did this. Seven, I put seven alarms on my phone a couple of years ago. And every time it would go off, I'd just, thank you, Lord, for your word. Uh, because, you know, it just hit me that David did that. 
Seven, he said seven times a day. That's meditating. He says, I wake up at midnight just to thank you for, for your precepts. And then it says in another part, of it, <laughs> I wake up before the sun does just to go praise you for your rules. It's like, David, when did you sleep? <laughs> You're so obsessed with the word. You're up late at night. You're first thing in the morning, seven times a day. That's the point. Cling. He said, I cling. I hold on to it tightly. My grip is around it. I don't let loose of it. I don't compromise. I don't budge on the word. If the word says it, then that settles it. I don't bend on it. It doesn't need my human reasoning. He says, I speak the word. There's a power to speaking the word. A lot of times, almost every day when I sit down to be in the word, right before I, I record, I, I read the word aloud. There's a blessing I feel when I read the word out loud, when I'm speaking the supernatural words of God that spoke the inspired words of God that spoke life into existence. It's powerful to speak the word of God. Speak, you know, you speak the word of God over yourself. You speak the word of God over the enemy and his schemes. That's what Jesus did in Matthew chapter 4. It was his only thing, it was his only defense against the evil one. He just spoke the word. There's power in it, man. You know, and, and I just, I know today's been a little bit untraditional but i don't know how else to really cover 176 verses of scripture in 15 to 20 minutes other than to to kind of do it like this but i love some of these other there's so many passages that just blessed me today i will verse 32 i will run in the way of your commandments when you enlarge my heart to enlarge my heart means expand my understanding i want to know more i'm not content just knowing the surface stuff there's not i don't have a big enough heart to take all this in you know, he says, I will lift up my hands toward your commandments, which I love. I will meditate on your statutes. He, he, he lifted up his hands and surrender and sacrifice just to the word of the Lord. How much he loved God's word. For uh, verse 83, for I have become a, like a wineskin in the smoke. You know what that means? I've been hung out to dry. I'm like a wineskin in the smoke. Life's not been so good. Yet I have not forgotten your statutes. No matter what happens to me, it doesn't cause me to forget how good you are and how good the word is. Isn't this amazing? And if your law had not been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. Your word's keeping me afloat. It's what's getting me through. I love your law. It's my meditation all the day. Your commandment makes me wiser than my enemies. I have more understanding than all my teachers. For your testimonies are my meditation. I understand it more than the age. It's the joy of my heart. I rejoice at your word. There's great peace to those who love your law. Teach me your statute. I mean, just amazing. Amazing psalm. I'm just barely, barely scratching the surface of it. But I'll leave you with just the challenge to go and dwell into Psalm 119. And just to really pray and ask God that your love for His Word would become rekindled or would be recharged or would be set ablaze in such a way like David's was where it would 
control our minds and our hearts. That we would become obsessed with the Word of God.